Whisper Nation, the time is finally here. Our draft kit is officially out on the fantasywhispers.com. And today on our 67th episode, Johnny, Chelsea, and I are going to take you through this draft kit, this beautiful masterpiece, our Sistine Chapel, as we like to say around here, Whisper Headquarters. We love it. We love you. And it's coming to you right now. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Monday, July 15th, and you're listening to episode 67 of the Fantasy Whispers with your host, Johnny Game Time Hicks, Big Travi, and I'm Chelsea. If you want to follow the show, you know you can do so on Twitter at TF Whispers. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers. And you should definitely, definitely check out the website. That's where you're going to find that draft kit. We're launching it today. And make sure you also sign up to be a Patreon subscriber. Today, so by the time you're listening to it, you can be signed up for that draft kit. And obviously, the Patreon, when that launches, you'll get a discount on the draft kit as well if you join one of those tiers. So... A lot of great things coming. We have been working so hard, Johnny, putting in those long hours, uh, just really grinding away. Chelsea's been doing a lot of the unsung hero work in the background, helping us out here. And I am just so stoked for today's show to hop into this and discuss the draft kit in detail with not only you, but Whisper Nation. Yeah. Yeah. uh Oh, sorry, Chelsea. I, I just want to jump in here real quick and like, go for it. I want to apologize to Whisper Nation right now. My eyes are like, probably super red on the video and it's because we've been we've been cranking away at this draft kit and it is it is awesome it truly is really really awesome a lot of good work in there a lot of good tidbits and facts to help you dominate your fantasy draft and the whole thing's so beautiful and before we jump into what's actually behind the pages of the draft kit i want to ask because i mean as we're whittling down the final minutes getting this draft kit out things are still changing the nfl is evolving and one of the big things that happened in the last week is melvin gordon saying he deserves more so i want to get a quick uh quick look at what do you think is going to happen with the melvin gordon situation Um, Well, I'll just start, Johnny. I know Johnny's take on this a little bit, so he'll jump into that here in a second. I think what this really uh, speaks to more than anything is we may have seen the last of getting Austin Eckler at a really good value here. Um, I think regardless of what happens with Melvin Gordon, this has cast a little bit of doubt on Melvin Gordon, which will then make Eckler's draft price rise. But he may still be worth it, depending on how it happens. What we have now is uh, all the industry or the really big fantasy heads uh, drafting right now. Once people in the general public start drafting, we may see a little bit different. Maybe that value stays where it needs to be. But right now, I'm getting a little nervous about Austin Eckler being such a good deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I am a big fan of Austin Eckler uh, this year. I love his, where his draft stock is. I think a lot of people are overlooking him, uh, whether Melvin Gordon's there or not. But listen. To all those, listen, if you are a Melvin Gordon owner, do not panic. This is routine. This is The guy is making pennies, and he's one of the best running backs in the league. David Johnson did this last year. Todd Gurley's done this. All these running backs have done this, and teams in the NFL. This isn't like the NBA where guys switch all the time, different teams. 
This is the NFL. Guys typically do not change teams that often, if at all. That's why the Antonio Brown news was so big and so uh, drama-filled was because we really hadn't seen that a lot uh, happen in the NFL. So don't panic if you're a Melvin Gordon owner. If you aren't a Melvin Gordon, uh, Melvin Gordon owner, take this time to go to the Melvin Gordon, uh, Melvin Gordon owner, if I can speak this morning, uh, to <laughs> go to that owner and try to get him off of him because his value is not going to go down. I can guarantee you that. And Melvin Gordon is a super solid uh, running back, which we will talk about uh, in, in the show. He's one of uh, a, a tidbit whisperers for a secret secret. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, Melvin Gordon is a stud. They will work this out. They've got $11 million in cap space. Uh, they'll work out some kind of deal. They are not going to let go of Melvin Gordon. He is a centerpiece to that offense. I'm not worried about it one bit. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not worried about it, Johnny, because I'm. I want a new deal, or you're going to have to trade me from the show. Wow. <laughs> so give me a contract. Unreal, dude. See what, at least see, pay me. Nation, you see what I deal with all all the time. <laughs> I just am excited because the draft kit is that up to date that even news that just happened in the last week is in there. Everything's folded in. So everyone's going to really want to check out. And I think the show where we're diving into the pages is going to be really exciting. So yeah, get into it. obviously we just started last year. And so we didn't get a chance to really get this show out to you guys last year. We made the kit, but we weren't able to dive in and take you through and walk you through it. So that's what me and Johnny want to do here today. We want to go through everything this has to offer. Um, we're really excited about that. I mean, Johnny, what's the last thing you spent ten bucks on? Ooh, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. It was Panda Express last night, and that was very, very delicious. Uh, but this is equally delicious for ten dollars. Well, the big thing I think, the Chelsea, you kind of touched on it, is this isn't like a fantasy magazine or anything like that. Like we will be updating this throughout the off season. So the $10 that you spend now for this draft kit, it's going to be up being updated consistently with player news and things that are coming out, changes in rankings. So uh, that, and we're going to be adding to it as well with uh, some more profiles and things like that. So that's, what's really, really exciting about your value here. And that is just not a product that you're going to get, you know, today on July 15th. And it's, you know, could be irrelevant, in a couple of weeks because the NFL is that changing. This is something that we will continue to update as information comes out, like the Melvin it, Gordon information. It's awesome. going to last forever. For forever and ever. All right. So only $10 head on over to the fantasywhisperers.com. Get your draft kit today. And I'm just going to go over what is all included in here. I know we, we don't have a lot of time here, so I'm going to try and make it quick. So our draft kit contains a draft day cheat sheet. This sheet is filled with whispers, wannabes, you know, our take on breakouts and busts, do not draft uh, players, some tier jumpers, offensive line rankings, strength of schedule, tiered rankings, uh, really great stuff there. We're going to have our premium player projections. Me and Johnny have spent countless hours uh, tweaking these team by team, statting, him, statting these teams out, getting the market share for the rushing and the, and the targets done. Uh, so we'll have every single player that's fantasy relevant statted out for the 2019 season. We're going to have our rankings, of course, across all scoring formats, PPR, half PPR, standard, and we're going to have our flex rankings as well. We'll have our 2019 risk assessor, which I can't wait to talk about this, Johnny. We had a, players that were risky last year, <laughs> so we can't wait to talk about that. This is risky. Right, for Travis, me to we've been this. up super late, so it's, it's cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, bear with us. Uh, we're going to have our consistency charts. You know, for the yearly charts, those go back as twenty four as far as 2014. In, and we have last year's weekly consistency breakdown, so you get to take a look at that too. Over 125 in-depth player profiles that me and Johnny have been cranking away, writing our outlooks for each player uh, about the top 125 players. And like Johnny said, we'll be adding to that as it goes as the offseason goes on. We also have two bonus statistical articles or statistical spotlights from our sponsor, Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Go and download the app today in the Apple App Store. Uh, it's a great app, and we're going to bring you some of their knowledge in, in the kit as well. And then uh, finally, our value-based drafting cheat sheet. Basically, this takes a number system, applies it to each player, and lets you know what their value is based on where you're drafting them, based on your league settings. Uh, your league scoring setting. So really great stuff. Once again, all of this, and there's so much more in there that I, I like I'm not even getting to the nuggets that are inside each one of these categories. And it's only ten dollars at the fantasywhispers.com. So Johnny, what do you say we start diving into it and go down uh some of these some of these guys we have in here and then and tease it out for everybody. Hundred percent. Let's do it. I'm excited. All right, we'll start with the draft day cheat sheet. Uh, this is going to be your printable version. Also, it's going to have the electronic version, so you'll have everything you need there. And basically, it's going to give you everything that you need on draft day to skim over. Um, and and part of that is breakouts and busts, right? Yep. And our version of that is whispers and wannabes. And so, Johnny, give us your whisper or one of your whispers for the 2019 season. So, Travis, as I was breaking down all my numbers and, you know, doing our write-ups and everything like that, one major uh, one major whisper that I came across is, you know, we're always looking for running backs, right, in, the, in, in our drafts. We want to find the gem running backs in the later rounds because uh, those guys can typically really put us over the top and winning that championship. So when I was doing this, uh, we, we did touch on Austin Eckler, which is another great one. Uh, but since we talked about him, I'm going to go with uh, Latavius Murray. I will continue to beat this drum. I hope Whisper Nation really listens to this because he is a tremendous value right now in the seventh, eighth round of drafts. Um, right now, eight, current ADP. That could rise, especially as you know, people more people get on the Latavius Murray bandwagon, as they should. This guy is a solid running back, Travis. Over the last three years, you know, he's uh, only, you know, he comes in third with total rushes behind Todd Gurley and Mark Ingram, who just left this offense. Uh, there's a lot of rushing uh, ability there as far as uh, being able to get the rock because the the Saints run a tremendous amount Travis one of the top run first offenses uh in the league over the last 5 years since Drew Brees actually went to the Saints uh which is a little bit surprising because you wouldn't think of that uh from a Drew Brees led offense you think of he's got a cannon arm uh super accurate they're going to throw a lot well Actually, they ended up running a, a significant amount, and we know what Alvin Kamara is. They want to keep him fresh. So this really paves a really nice role for Latavius Murray, and I think a lot of people, you know, the consensus uh, in a lot of leagues wouldn't think about that. They just think, oh, Mark Ingram's gone. That means Alvin Kamara is going to instantly take up all these extra carries, but that's not going to be the case. And so for me, I'm going to take advantage yeah. of that in a lot of my leagues and I'm going to grab Latavius Murray later on in drafts. Yeah, I like I like your take here and we talk about this with, you know, Sean Payton has come out verbally and said he does not want to give Alvin 
I mean, just he wants to keep him fresh. He wants to keep him efficient. So they're going to work him a ton in the passing game. And, and you shouldn't be concerned about drafting Alvin Kamara in the top four. He's going to get his. Don't worry. But I think this more speaks to the fact that the Saints have been kind of the cream of the crop in the NFL as far as rushing and multiple running backs, um, rushing touchdowns, rushing attempts. Uh, they are trying to tailor this offense to help ease the load of Drew Brees. And in doing so, that means there is plenty of work to go around. And I love your whisper, one of your whispers for 2019 and Latavius Murray. On the flip side of our whispers, we have the wannabes. These are the guys that wish they could be whispers, but are not. So uh, basically guys that we think are just not going to cut it this year. And for me, Johnny, one of my big wannabes this year is David Njoku. Look, I know we want this guy to be really special extremely gifted very physical giant tight end very fun if you know the idea in our head is that he'll be fun he'll catch a lot of touchdowns he'll be great uh he only got 89 targets last year johnny and then obj is coming to town okay so last year david njoku without obj got 56 receptions uh 639 yards four touchdowns so not too special we we got to take into account that the offense kind of turned the corner uh, in the last eight weeks, so maybe there's something there. But with OBJ coming to town here, Johnny, I have him and Landry taking up 45% of this market share for targets, not leaving a lot there for uh, for OB, or for Njoku. And I only project him for about 72 targets, mm. so a dip in targets from last year, 42 catches, 465 yards, and four touchdowns. Basically, that would have been 64.3 standard fantasy points. And um, in 2018, that would have been tiny tight end 19. I think you can do better. I think you could get more upside from other tight ends that are going to be bigger parts of their offense. Yes, I think this offense takes the next step. Do I think Njoku is a big-time contributor to that factor? I don't think so. Yeah, Travis, uh, I'm staying off the David Njoku bandwagon. You're going to get a lot. You're, this is what you're going to hear. Oh, but Ted Munkin came over from uh, Tampa Bay, and and Ted Munkin you know, targets the tight ends a lot. Well, Sure, but the thing is, is Ted Munkin's not running this offense. Uh, they've already come out and said that he wasn't going to be running this offense. He's more of just kind of like a, a placeholder or a, you know, he'll he'll help with the plays or, you know, help call them. But this is, this is not going to change uh, from what we saw last year. And to be honest with you, Travis, we didn't see a significant increase in David Njoku's production over the second half of the season. And so for me, it's hard to trust in that. And so I'm fading David Njoku. And I, you know, I really like that uh, wannabe because I think that's exactly where he's going to land. And fantasy owners who, you know, think that just because Ted Munkin comes in and, you know, oh, this offense is going to be so great, which it, we do think that, but you realize that there's only one ball that can go around. And you're, and when you start divvying up target and market shares, um, you know, that, that, piece of pie ends up getting smaller and smaller when he had a much bigger uh, piece of the pie last year and he couldn't really do anything with it. Uh, so I will be also staying away from David and Joku this year. All right. Also on the same vein of staying away from guys, we have a category of just do not draft players that are just going way too high to return any draft value in our opinion. And so Johnny, I'm gonna let you kick this off with one of your do not draft players for 2019 from our draft day cheat sheet on the fantasy whispers draft kit, which you can find at the fantasy So Travis, um, the, this guy is also to say like there, there would become a point, right? Where David and Joku 
would become a value, right? I think that you know if you if you get him at the right at the right price, he would become a value. Well, the do not draft guys are literally guys that I would not take. Uh, they would have to drop significantly from their value. And so for me, that guy is Amari Cooper in this year's draft, currently going in the the late third round, early fourth round. And Travis, he's like the 13th uh, wide receiver coming off the board. And unfortunately, that's where I see his ceiling at. And do I think Amari Cooper's end of number seasons are going to be fantastic? I do. I think that he'll be over a thousand yards receiving. I think that he'll have, you know, six to eight touchdowns and, you know, he'll have 80 to 100 uh, receptions. But so with me saying all that, Travis, a lot of people are going to, you know, listening to the show are going to say, well, if he's getting those kind of stats, why wouldn't you want a guy like that on your team? Well, the main reason is just his inconsistency and what we've seen throughout his entire career, Travis. He is known for these boom and bust games, literally. He will have games and weeks where he is the wide receiver one overall, and he'll have multiple weeks like that throughout the season. But he will also have multiple weeks where he is not getting you any production. And that kind of player kills a fantasy team because he becomes unreliable. He becomes, you start questioning whether you should start him or you should sit him. And so for me, I don't want that headache. I don't want to deal with that. And I think that you can get better value around where he's being drafted. So for me, Amari Cooper is a complete stay away. I will not have him on any of my fantasy teams this year. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I went through my projections on Dallas and I really see that he's going to get a ton of the volume in the passing game. I just don't know if Gallup's, you know, get Michael Gallup will take the next step and take some of that. We also have Randall Cobb in there who's demanded a, quite a bit of targets from Aaron Rodgers when he's been on the field. So I think that could be the biggest hindrance here You've for Cooper Ezekiel and his consistency. Elliott. Yes, Ezekiel Elliott continues to go up in target market share, and he went up with Cooper in the lineup. He, he averaged more catches per game. Um, so just, you know, I just think there are better bets at upside uh, when you're in that point in the draft. Whereas, like you said, I think Cooper's ceiling may be right where he's being drafted. Mm -hmm. But speaking of guys that can jump out of that tier of where they're being drafted, uh, we have our tier jumper category on the cheat sheet. And one of those guys for me, Johnny, is Christian Kirk of the Arizona Cardinals. One of my favorite uh, breakout candidates this year. You know, Kirk, you look at last year, 43 catches on five for 590 yards, three touchdowns. That was in 12 games of work. That was a 13.7 yards per reception average. Really good stuff there out of him. And that was with Josh Rosen. I mean, I didn't know that guy could throw it for 13 yards, <laughs> let alone get it to yeah. Christian Kirk each time. Yeah, I so would be, I, I really knocked out that stat too. So yeah, I really see him coming forward, leading this team in the yardage and touchdowns alone right now, just as that guy for this offense. We've seen it the way, um, you know, if, depending on where they use Kirk, but if they use him in the slot, especially air raid tends to favor the slot. There are two slot receivers in the air raid offense, too. So uh, they seem to soak up those stats. But I wouldn't be surprised here if I we even saw Kirk lead the team in targets and kind of he takes over for uh, Fitzgerald. As I have it now, Fitzgerald has the most targets. That may be subject to change based on some, uh, you know, training camp or, uh, you know, uh, yeah, training camp news based on rapport, because look, Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk actually have some time together uh, playing in college before uh, Kyler Murray went on to Oklahoma. So, I, you know, Kirk does have some background with him. And, you know, my conservative projections have him for 76 catches, 
1,039 yards, four touchdowns. That would have been 138.5 standard points last year. Would have made him the wide receiver 19 in standard. And right now he's going in the eighth round as wide receiver 34. Give me that value. I think once I once again, I think those are conservative projections. I think he could score more touchdowns. I think he could get more yards, especially if this offense does what everybody kind of thinks it's going to do and makes that turn. Yeah, I, I, I think that Christian Kirk is an absolute bargain right now. I think that he's definitely a guy that you you want to take that dart throw on because you've seen the upside and what he can do with a quarterback that was, dare I say, incompetent at the NFL level. Maybe I don't, yeah. you know, that could be, but he gets Kyler Murray in there and, you know, a lot, a lot of buzz here in Arizona, Travis is everyone is so excited for this offense. And dare I say, there's a lot of hope in this, in this city for what this team could be. Now we do have to see it, you know, evolve on paper or evolve from paper onto the field. But Travis, you like all the things that, uh, that he's got going for him. And I think that this could be a very big breakout year. My only concern with Kirk Cousins is, or Kirk Cousins, uh, Christian Kirk, excuse me, is that, uh, you know, his name will get out there. It's already starting to get out there. So I'm really hoping it doesn't super drive up his value uh, because if he gets into the seventh round, uh, maybe eighth, that could be a little bit more risky right there uh, for the other guys that are going in that area. There's a little bit, uh, the running back position uh, I think is pretty, you know, um, flip floppy there, but you can, you can get some gems in that area. So I, I would probably take a stab at those over uh, a guy like Christian Kirk in that area. But if his, if his ADP stays around where it's at right now, I absolutely love that. All right, Johnny, we're going to move on here. Talking offensive line rankings, uh, kind of our takeaway from that portion of the of the cheat sheet. Look, when you're sitting here and you're making a decision on draft day between a couple guys and you're looking at their offensive line for running back, that that's huge. That means everything. So if you're trying to decide between a couple guys, take a peek at that right-hand side of the draft cheat, uh, cheat sheet, which will give you our offensive line rankings, and you can kind of look at, you know, uh, you know, help help be that last deciding factor in between those two guys. So did you have any big takeaways when you were looking at the offensive line rankings that we came up with? Yeah, Travis. So I, I love looking at these. Not that I, I take it into a huge consideration, uh, but if I am teetering between two guys, uh, I do look at their offensive line and that does help me decide on which one I want to go with. I want the one that has the better offensive line shocker right uh but something i did find that was really interesting travis is you look at they are color-coded so you look into the red area uh you have the los angeles chargers you got the new york jets you got the oakland raiders and you got the cincinnati Bengals as some of the you know worst offensive lines in the league and the reason i bring up those you know travis are because all of those guys, I mean, even Minnesota Vikings, there are a lot of running backs that are going. First round picks. Yeah, first round picks, yeah. second round picks that are going in the draft, and yet their offensive line is is amongst the bottom. So what concern do you have? You know, we, we, we're majorly down on, on Le'Veon Bell, and seeing that his offensive line is ranked 28th, uh, is not is not anything that could help his value. But Travis, so 
talk talk whisper nation through what you think about you know their offensive lines being being that bad they're the bottom half are you more willing to take you know a Damian Williams in the second round because Kansas City has the 17th uh, ranked the 17th best offensive line or uh, do you would you rather go with maybe Dalvin Cook uh, who you know has a, a significant higher floor uh, and possibly equal ceiling, but his offensive line is significantly worse. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're putting me between Dalvin Cook and Damian Williams, it's going to be hard for me to take Damian Williams. With all the upside of that Kansas you know, this kind of just solidifies it a little bit, though, too, uh, between because Kansas City is 17th in our ranking. So not, not terribly great either themselves, uh, but not, you know, as bad as Minnesota. I wanted to go back to Melvin Gordon, though, and, and Los Angeles Chargers offensive line. Mm-hmm. I've been fading Melvin Gordon as part of that top five for a little while now, and now I might be at that point in the middle of the first round where I'm ready to take a guy like Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins over a Melvin Gordon because of wow. the couple things that are happening. Well, a lot of things. The well, a lot of things of are happening. Right? That's <laughs> coming out of your mouth right now. We have some. We have a shroud of doubt coming into the offseason. We have these offensive line rankings. We have Eckler emerging. Justin Jackson came in last year. Um, you know, say what you want about Melvin Gordon. He hasn't been the most efficient runner. He's been a great fantasy football player. He's he's been a very efficient in that matter. But as a, as a pure runner, he hasn't been the most efficient. He finally did that last year. But does this line uh, cause some concern? Um, I think it does a little bit for me. And so that's, you know, it's good. It's always good to look at these, you know, when you're making those tough decisions. Uh, but moving on, Johnny, well, well, the last part of the cheat sheet is our strength of schedule. Uh, our playoff strength of schedule is also built into that. So you can look at the team or the players based on position and then which of these uh, positions for each team has the best playoff strength of schedule. One of the biggest takeaways I had was New England had the fifth best running back schedule, and they also had potentially one of the best fantasy running back playoff schedules. Um, so for me, if, if you think that Sony Michelle is not worth the risk, you need to reassess what you're doing out there. I know the knee issue is, is swirling around. He's also been reported to come back and running full tilt now. So the touchdown, uh, touchdown upside alone for the RB one in the new England offense is great, let alone an RB one that they drafted in the first round last year. I understand that they drafted Damian Harris. Uh, they did that in the third. I honestly think that is insurance for the knee of Sony Michelle. And I think right now going as RB 23, you know, in the fourth round, middle of the fourth round, his floor is basically an RB two if he's not injured. And so I think he's an RB one on any given week with that touchdown upside in that offense. And as the, as Brady gets older, this team has always ran a lot, but as he gets older, they're going to continue to run a ton. And with that schedule, that that spells bad for the rest of the league if they've got a great running back schedule. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what they do now is based around the run game and that and that premise of of taking what the defense will give you. And especially with Tom Brady and his situation. Listen, father time is undefeated. I understand we keep saying this year after year and Tom Brady keeps proving us somewhat wrong. Uh, but eventually the wheels will fall off. And if you have the running back for that team, that's going to be a huge boost because if that's Sony Michelle, which you know every indication is that it should be as long as he's healthy, that guy is a stud. We saw him carry that, that Patriots team to the Super Bowl. And so seeing what that upside is, I mean, Travis, just a few years ago, it, it was – you know, LeGarrette Blunt, who had the monster, monster season, you know, and you uh, look at 
you look at what Sony Michelle did in the playoffs. I mean, he yeah. scored six touchdowns in the playoffs. That was average, or average of two per game. So when they are running and they're going, they're scoring all the time. I think the caveat here, Johnny, is that because of that strength of schedule, because of who New, Eng- New England is, because of who Tom Brady is, you need to invest in the New England backfield, regardless right. of who it is. If you right. want to wait because of value and you want to take Damian Harris later, by all means, but get yourself a piece of New England's backfield because if anything were to happen to one of the other guys, you're going to be sitting pretty with a guy that's, you know, they live in scoring range. Yeah, and Travis, I think the significant thing is uh, I was listening to we were listening to another podcast, um, late round quarterback, uh, late How round. How dare you? Yeah, uh, and something a stat that I thought was really really interesting, right, is that running backs when you're tending to look for a breakout running back, they tend to not be handcuffs, right? Uh, genuinely, they they aren't guys that. Are a, a player goes down and then the next guy comes up and he's like the RB1. However, when you are looking at breakout candidates, Travis, you're looking at guys who can actually just take over the role. That's more so what you're looking for when you're taking these stabs. I think Sony Michelle has this in the in his hands as long as he stays healthy. And so for me, I think that that kind of solidifies for me the Sony Michelle value. Um, yeah, but. Like you said, you just want to get a piece of this because they will run the ball a lot. They will dink and dunk to their running backs. And so if you just get a single piece of this, we know it's going to be, you know, a running back by committee that we know that. So if you can just get a piece of that, that's what the difference is between uh, Damian Harris being a handcuff and him being the guy that could just take over. Um, And so for me, I, I do like his value the most out of anybody's. Uh, just because he's going way later in the draft. Yeah. But Sony Michelle definitely has a, a very nice value, and I think he's a solid pick. Uh, that podcast Johnny mentioned is the Late Round Podcast, uh, hosted by J.J. Zacharyson of Emberfire and FanDuel. Uh, follow at Late Round QB. Uh, that is a great follow. He's a great podcast. You guys should be checking it out. But any more breakouts from us will be coming from our draft kit, which, of course, you can find at thefantasywhispers.com for only $10. So moving along into some of the things we offer in that premium player projections and rankings. Once again, Johnny, we talked about at the top of the show, Johnny and I go through each team. We stat out from a team level how many plays they're going to run. We then come through the rushing market share, the target market share, you know, how that quarterback's going to play, his interception rate, all that good stuff. We have done the heavy lifting for you to pull away all those projections so you can come into your draft confident that you know the range of outcomes for every single player that you're, uh, you know, that's on your draft board. And so one of the big things for me, Johnny, was a projections takeaway I took is that we've talked all offseason about Devonta Freeman coming into a role that could be the highest volume of his career. Well, I actually statted him out at pretty much that. Uh, 264 carries, 1,162 yards with nine touchdowns, 98 targets, 74 receptions, 554 yards and two receiving touchdowns. No Coleman in this offense, Johnny. The offensive line continues to improve. They've added, you know, Calvin Ridley's come on as a nice secondary piece to help the chains keep moving in this offense. I really see a lot of good things as long as Devontae Freeman stays healthy uh, for him in this. I mean, I'm, I'm projecting him out to get a chunk of the yardage here just because the lack of talent behind him and Ito Smith, uh, Quadre Allison, and, you know, I just... I think Devonta Freeman is really poised. This is a guy who's already been RB1 in fantasy just a few years ago. 
Uh, he's really poised, and I saw that coming through in the numbers uh, to me during this process. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Freeman continues to be a very, very nice value. I think that it will start to increase the uh, the closer that we get to the draft. I do think that that value will increase uh, and that, that draft cost will be a little bit more, but I don't see it jumping a whole round. So, Travis, I, I think that Devontae Freeman is going to have a monster workload. I mean, we've you've seen it here, Whisper Nation, on this show of me you know, trashing Ito Smith, and uh, <laughs> I, I still stand by that. So um, <laughs> with that it's goes uh, Devontae Freeman. is call-out Ito Smith show. Hey, sometimes you just got to plant your flag. And when a guy does you dirty, you just got to call a spade a spade. <laughs> just just taking it out on him, man. That's, that's the that's the epitome of recency bias, Whisper Nation. You don't always have to be burned by a player and then just come on our podcast and trash him. But that's uh, that's Johnny's take. But Johnny, you, did you have any? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, did you have any takeaways though from the projections and your rankings uh, work that you were doing? Uh, yeah. So a monster takeaway is Travis. Just the how different and how much of a game changer the rushing ability of a quarterback has on their overall impact and overall rankings, right? Uh, We're seeing a lot more of these quarterbacks coming in with the ability to not only pass and be accurate, but also, you know, put their head down and run and get uh, positive yardage. And not only that, but these are guys who, you know, are used to running so they're they're used to knowing how to get out of bounds how to go down things like that and we see what that does to their overall draft uh value and so for me it continues to solidify the fact that you can literally just punt this position Travis dare I say that you know that position could be treated like the kickers and the defense and you could just wait till the very end Travis and grab one of the you got Josh Allen you've got Lamar Jackson you've got Mitch Trubisky all of these guys are going super late in drafts and you can pick them up and they've all had quarterback one weeks all of them yeah and so for me I just was looking at that with their rushing ability gives them a very solid floor you know Dak Prescott is another one uh, that comes to mind who's going super late in drafts and he's been a QB one his uh, most of his career so uh, I would definitely wait on the quarterbacks it's so deep and I would treat I would honestly treat that as a kicker position or a defense position and just stack up on the running backs the wide receivers and and tight ends if you want to go in that direction I I love this part of the draft kit because I am definitely somebody who's gone after the sexy shiny quarterback in Aaron Rodgers like every year in our league of record. And it's been uh, painful to see him, you know, get, get points that are in ranges where I could have picked up somebody so much later in the draft. So I am not going to go after the sexiest quarterback in the league and Aaron Rodgers this year. I'm going to take this draft kit to heart and uh, find a late round quarterback. Cause I think there's some real value there. What's just- yeah. I mean, listen, Chelsea hit it on the head there and, and we forget how anomalous guys like Patrick Mahomes and, and Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers seasons. I mean, maybe not so much for Aaron Rodgers cause he hovers around 30 touchdowns career but he's a special dude. But like these seasons that Pat Mahomes and, and, and Peyton Manning have of 50 touchdowns that are really league winning seasons for you in fantasy. They're very anomalous. It does not happen all the time. In fact, the uh, you know year after it usually drops off in a big way. That touchdown rate comes down a lot. But this is to say, like when Johnny says, 
you can stream the position, you can. We've seen data to prove that you can stream the position and end up around QB six or seven mm-hmm. uh, if you do it correctly, if you do it uh, within your means. And yeah, it's going to take some work, but anything in life uh, worth a damn, you have to work for. Now, listen, we're going to do a lot of that work for you with our fantasy football draft kit, which is on the fantasywhispers.com for only $10. But, uh, you know, you got to you got to look to your own means and, and know your league, of course, too. And, and who, you know, who mates are going to draft and all that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love that takeaway, Johnny. That was definitely riding through for me during this process as well. All right, Johnny, moving on to our next piece. This is one I'm really excited about, Johnny. Our risk assessor, something Johnny concocted in the lab there with a with a buddy of ours, uh, John Credit. He's in the background pulling the strings. He's like the man behind the curtain uh, wow. in The Wizard of Oz. So yeah, he's the numbers guru. <laughs> yeah. So he's crunching the numbers. Anyways, risk assessor is the sheet we'll be giving out. You can change the, your version of the risk assessor based on the points you're scoring in your league. But one of our biggest takeaways from last well, year, Johnny was so sorry, Travis, not to cut you off, but just to give you guys, just to explain the risk assessor a little bit. What we do is we take uh, a ton of fantasy experts, experts in the in the le- in the community, and we compile all of their projections. And then what we do is we rank each player. So we we'll get you got the high and the low, and then we we put that into a percentage of what what does what are experts saying that this player, what are the range of outcomes? And then based on that, what that wide range of, of fantasy output could be, we give it, we assess it a risk uh, number. And uh, like Travis is going to talk about right now, that revealed a significant amount of information. Yeah. So last year we had some guys that were, you know, we, we saw as highly risky, like maybe Saquon Barkley. Okay. We had high risk on Saquon Barkley. And obviously he panned out. I mean, in our profiles, we said he had that top five upside. So we knew it was there. But we thought based on the offense, which it ended up being tragic, uh, there was some risk. And it's definitely there again this year. In fact, it's something that I've come around to to say is that Saquon is actually my number four as it stands right now Whoa, in that bre- top breaking four. Breaking news. Where's our breaking and news that's drop? Just, <laughs> and that's just because there's there's way more risk around Saquon than any other of the four guys as far as offense is concerned. Um, and so I think of all those guys, the bust ability of Saquon is the highest. But that being said, you know, we were wrong on Saquon. He killed it. And you guys uh, hopefully drafted him in your leagues. If you looked at Fournette last year, we had a 71% total risk number there. And he ended up finishing as the RB38. We know what happened, the hamstring injury. Injury obviously takes into account of these rankings and these risks uh, uh, that we assess on the player. And so we were we were really happy that we, we were able to warn you about that last year. So be on the lookout for this risk assessor because it, it has a lot of good things in it, a lot of tools. I mean, we, we pool a ton of sites together to get this data uh, to get you a rating on these players. Also, we had a high risk rating on Le'Veon Bell last year at 58%. Uh, total risk before he didn't play a single down in 2018. So there are, uh, you know, we'd only do the top five rounds because guys get way risky after that anyways. But in those five rounds, there's very important players. There's very important decisions. And that's what we want to do. We want to provide you a kit that helps you make the best decisions on draft day. And we think the risk assessor does that. And you can find that in the draft kit over at the fantasywhispers.com. For the low price of $10, Johnny, that, like that's a steal. It's such a steal. And we honestly, the other thing about that is 
we would not charge something we were not willing we wouldn't pay ourselves and i would 100 i'm not using like i'm using this thing on yeah. draft day oh yeah we will travis and i will be at our drafts with our with our stuff out looking exactly what we're we're doing so we're and i re- i remember driving to my very first draft ever and i had a magazine in the back seat and that magazine was straight up three weeks old and i was like googling to make sure that some of the things that were there were accurate and so to know that i can get basically my magazine right my digital copy of this incredible draft kit that is going to be updated as we go along so when my draft comes you know right before season kicks off that labor day weekend that draft kit that i can start looking at today is going to be carried with me it's going to be fresh and up to date it's like the best news ever i am really excited about it that's an important thing that chelsea brings up too is that yes it's going to be updated so it's not like you don't want to go look at it you know, right now, because right now you want to set the base for your expectations on these players. You want to go in and say, okay, what's the story freshest right now? And then let your, your, you know, let the updates come in and let your opinion change over time. And gradually, instead of a freak out, uh, this is the last known thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of puff pieces come out, even late in August that could make you think uh, differently of a guy. But if you look at the track record and you were able to do that over time, uh, you'd be able to make a, a more, firm decision on a player and i think uh i'm really excited about this we talk about a a product we can trust we were able to i mean look at the show we made today we were able to come up with things for this show based on our work within this kit things that we firmly believe about players here and so we're really excited to bring this kit to you once again at the fantasywhispers.com please go check it out and download it today uh one of the last things we you know include here is the consistency charts and johnny this is big because it gives you an idea of if you can trust a player or not beyond the risk assessor because basically uh this is their finishes as as it stacks up against the rest of the field um so we have two different consistency chart breakdowns in there we have last year's consistency by week uh which we will start adding on every year so you know stick with us whisper nation in a few years you'll have every week for the last three years but right now we have last year's Every week is in there. Um, And then we also have the yearly, which we've backed all the way up to 2014. So we're really excited about that. Four or five years worth of, I'm sorry. Yeah, five years worth of of statistical data and consistency data there to let us know where these guys finished as they stacked up against the rest of the field. One of my biggest takeaways, Johnny, from this was Julio Jones and Antonio Brown. Five years of just impeccable consistency of these two. Antonio Brown has never finished outside the top five at his position uh, on a yearly basis. And Julio himself has never dipped below the wide receiver eight at the position. Um, So, Johnny, I I just love looking at that and knowing, like, I know Antonio Brown's on a new team. I know he's not going to have Big Ben anymore. But you're going to be hard-pressed to find a guy that's more, you know, of a professional as far as it comes to doing the work that needs to get done. And then for fantasy reasons, like, I don't know why we should doubt that he can't be uh, a number one wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, and to that point about recency bias, I thought it was such a great thing to have this kind of consistency chart that can cut through your mental games that you play with yourself and say, hey, actually, look at this guy overall. You're you're just feeling a certain way and cut through that. Look at the data, and the data speaks louder. 
Well, that's that's how I came to the conclusion about Amari Cooper, right? Because I look at his numbers and I'm like, oh, this guy is actually finishing as you know one of the top wide receivers consistently. But then when I go to his weekly breakdowns, and that was where all the information was revealed about him being you know boomer bust and and all of that. So it's really good for that. Uh, but Travis, something that I wanted to bring up was uh, looking at the consistency consistency charts where. Uh, at the running back position more specifically and how hard it is a lot of these guys I mean we stat we have a ton of consistency charts uh, done on a lot of guys there is one running back Travis one running back that over the last five years so it's not a big sample size there's one running back over the last five years that has been a top uh, wide uh, tight end uh, tight end, a running back <laughs> two or better only one. Do you know who that guy is? Ooh, um, last five years? Last five years. There's only been one guy to do it. For all five years? For all five years. And it's not a major guy you're going to think. It's not Todd Gurley. It's not Adrian Peterson. It's not... LaShawn McCoy? No, not LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Close. The last that was a, uh, yeah, he, he was pretty consistent. It's Lamar that. Miller. Trust the old oh, Lamar right. Miller. Of course. He is the, it's, he is the <laughs> only guy who to, to do it over the five years. So what this also speaks to is dynasty owners. The dynasty owners out there, you you need something like this that can show you when you're drafting, you listen, running backs don't have a long shelf life, no matter how good they are. Todd Gurley has been a monster, and yet, you know, over the last four years, yes, he has been he is on that trajectory of the Lamar Miller path, but that's a very that's not very likely to happen with running backs. Whereas you go to the wide receivers and there's a lot more of those guys that are going to main fantasy relevant for a long term period a long period of time. So uh that's something that I like to take away from the consistency rankings, especially if you're in like a dynasty format. Um but even so you can start seeing patterns of of running backs who, you know, they go four years and then all of a sudden that's when they start teetering down. So you can kind of make your decisions on on guys where you're you know on the fence with you can say well statistically you know because that's all fantasy is right we we go off statistics and and um you go off of odds and probability of something reoccurring and so uh that's when i'll start making those tier breakdowns on my own personal rankings uh above what i've already researched yeah i love what you said there johnny um consistency is huge it's all we have in fantasy and it's, uh, you know, we have to keep going with it and keep going by the numbers and try to trust the process, so to speak. Yep. And you can find those consistency rankings and the rest of what we've talked about in the draft kit at thefantasywhispers.com, which launched today. We're so excited to be putting this out there for you guys. So head on over to the website, check that out. That's not even all of everything. Like we yeah. just touched on a couple things there. We have the player profiles. This is an outlook on every top player, over 125 players. So it, you, we're freaks. Me and Johnny, yeah. we dive into this stuff. We've watched, we're basically outside these players' homes with binoculars, <laughs> like watching them to try and tell you a story of what they're doing. We are not doing that, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, so you don't have all this time, right? You're playing fantasy casually or, or maybe you're a nut too and you and you like it. But if you're a nut, you're going to want to read this anyways. But if, you, if you're the casual fan, you, you want to be caught up to speed. And that's what these profiles do. They're going to dive you through each player, give you a background of what happened last year, maybe the last couple of years, and give you that idea of what you can expect for the fantasy season, the 2019 season. 
We also have within those profiles a couple bonus articles from our sponsor, Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. Go check out that app, and they've got a couple statistical breakdowns. We love that. We'll have our value-based drafting, which helps you out on draft day, assign value uh, based on where a player is going in the draft. And, and we've got so much position, which is what's great right. about that. So it helps you draft best player available, which is a, a great strategy to employ no matter what. Um, and then we have that and so much more, guys. Get over to the fantasywhispers.com, download the draft kit today, only ten dollars. Chelsea, anything that you're most excited about, most intrigued for in the draft kit? I mean, I I ran through all those player profiles and getting everything formatted into the kit. And I've just got to say, it was really incredible to have such a 360 look at all of these different players. Uh, it's not just looking deep at the individual players, but really the schemes that they're set up in, the teams, the situations that we can expect from them. And really, you pull in so much information from years past uh, in terms of anticipating what's to come out of those people. So it was just exciting. It got me really pumped for the NFL season just reading this, which is why I wouldn't wait, which is why you should download it right now. Even though we know that information is going to keep evolving, you want to start reading now. I mean, the season's getting so close. Let's get pumped together. Uh, and then, I mean, just dang, it's so beautiful. So anybody that's been scrolling on Instagram and seeing those great graphics that y'all have been putting out for the past year, that's what this draft kit looks like. It's a living, breathing version of what you all have been doing. And I just think, I mean, kudos to you and thanks for getting us so, so well prepared for this fantasy season. Yeah. I mean, me and Johnny started this thing, wanting to win you guys money championships, all the fame and glory that comes with playing fantasy football, that brotherhood, that bond, the camaraderie that happens with this. And we wanted to bring it to you in a unique way. And so we hope that this draft kit did that for you. We hope that you dive into this thing and you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, And, you know, Johnny, if you got anything else to add. Well, I just want to say what Chelsea really wanted to say in her in her little (laughs) outro there was that now she's excited because she knows all of Travis and I's whispers. And uh, so now Uh, she's in our mind. So now we got to start thinking about that for our for our home for our league of record. Uh, but right. but like <laughs> like it was bro. She's been on the show for like weeks now. Yeah. Uh, if you think she's just now in our mind, like uh, no. yeah, that's I'm why she probably came on the show in the first place. But... She owns real estate inside your head, John. <laughs> All I've got to say is, Travis, we've got a lot of secrets in that draft kit. All you got to do is go to thefanciouswhispers.com, pay ten dollars, and you'll get those secrets. Secret, secret. Yeah. We got a secret. All right, Johnny. Well, uh, that's it for us. We, we we broke down the draft kit for Whisper Nation. If you guys want to know questions as far as the draft kit, what you know, downloads, you know, update schedule, anything like that, hit us up in the comments below. Shoot us a DM wherever you're listening. We love you. Head over to thefantasywhispers.com today. That's Johnny Game Time Hicks. I'm Big Travi, and for Chelsea, the woman behind the glass, we are the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.